0: My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to my Independence Report. This report that I'm filing today, it's Sunday morning. It is uh, August 4th, 2019, and I've been thinking about doing this particular podcast for a while. Um, But I chose this weekend, of all weekends, to get out there and finish it up because number 1 normally on uh, my Independence report what we do is we talk to people and we interview folks like like uh, uh, Melody Litton who was is wonderful and Chris my friend Christine about the great american family and and, and people like Neil Donald Walsh and, and uh, Gary Zukoff and people that I've talked to in the past well today today my friends i want to talk to you just you because we are in a crisis in our country currently, I don't know if you remember the dates, but because uh, this podcast is going to be around for a long time. but on August third two thousand nineteen a man walked into a walmart twenty one year old man walked into a Walmart and killed twenty people and wounded another twenty seven and if that wasn't bad enough the following that that very night. In Dayton, Ohio, a man walked into an entertainment area and within 60 seconds, 60 seconds before he was gunned down himself, he killed nine people and wounded 20 something more people. Now, we ask why this is happening to us. I was looking at the news report today and the fact of the matter is, is that the El Paso Walmart rampage marks the 250th and Dayton was the 251st mass shooting in 2019. That's just, by the way, folks, for those of you that are keeping track, that's just 215 days in. 251 mass shootings. The uh, total so far this year, five. Hundred and twenty-two people, 522 Americans who walked into a Walmart to buy um, uh, school, to do their school shopping, or they were out for a good time on a Saturday night, or they went to a uh, festival, a garlic festival, or, any, or they went to church, or they went to school. All of these people did not, woke up that morning and did not expect to die. Not to mention the fact that 2,040 people have been injured. Now, those 2,040, in addition to all the people that were not injured but were present for this carnage, will face that for the rest of their lives. A lot of them will have post-traumatic stress. A lot of them will have nightmares for a very long time, and a lot of them it's a life-changing altering experience okay so why is this happening well there are lots of reasons for it i suppose one is our lax gun laws which um by the way i am a bus driver in seattle now washington is an open carry state what that means is that you can carry a weapon in plain view anywhere you want to in washington except for government buildings Airports, things that have been specially legislated against uh, you being able to carry a weapon in there. But to walk down the street, as a matter of fact, if you wanted to get on my bus in Seattle, Washington, you can get on my bus with an AK-47, with a pistol, with a shotgun. You can get on my bus with any weapon you want. Now, you can't bring a gas can onto my bus, and you can't bring batteries onto my bus, because those are dangerous. But you can bring a, a pistol, you can bring a shotgun, you can bring an AK-47 or AR-15 or any of these weapons onto my bus because it's an open carry state. Think about that for just a moment. <laughs> it is frightening what we have done to ourselves that we allow people to, to walk around with these guns because of the Second Amendment. Well, the Second Amendment, and the, there's a different reading of it if you, if you look at it. And I hope that we as a country will relook at what the second amendment means and how we are going to apply it now today is the fourth of august it is pacific time it is eleven o'clock in the morning mister trump the president of the united States, has issued a couple of tweets which is what his uh, normal thing is now a really a normal president what he would do is he would demand national tv time and he would go on all the networks to talk about how despicable the shooting was how these shootings were and how much how abhorrent they were and all of those things well he hasn't done any of that he's issued a couple of tweets you don't hear from i haven't heard anything from any of the republican members of congress i haven't heard anything from mitch mcconnell who is uh, there are some uh, gun laws that are waiting for him to take them up in the Senate, and as of this morning, they haven't done any of that. Well, why is that? Well, let me explain what I think is partially happening and who is responsible. Now, I'm not going to say that uh, President Trump is the one who pulled the trigger. However, he sets the tone, and his presidency, by and large, is filled with hate, division, and fear that's how he rolls that's how he solidifies his base which is about 35 percent of the country to keep us and them in the forefront of our mind now what do i mean by them the the people that are the other the people that are different than us the people that he feels are like infesting and uh uh invading be they muslim be they uh, uh hispanic Uh, He doesn't talk a lot about uh, uh, illegal immigration coming from Canada, by the way, or people who overstay their visas. It's a lot about the the brown menace. And so he his whole political philosophy, in my opinion, is based upon separateness, division and fear and hate. The way that he operates is that he wants to divide us so that the people that are most concerned with where he thinks we should be are are white Americans, that our way of life is ending. As a matter of fact, the uh, El Paso gunman wrote a manifesto, and in that manifesto, he, he says that he is afraid of white people losing their power, that white people are going to become the minority. And so he went into that Walmart to kill as many Mexicans, and by his own words, as many Mexicans as I can. Because he was filled with the hate and with the fear that Mexicans are going to overrun the world, which is far from the case. We've got 135, 140 um, uh, Americans of color, 140 million which is not quite half, but it's approaching that in the next 20 years. Yeah, we are going to have a much more diverse culture. And quite honestly, we need to embrace that. We could embrace that as all Americans. I hope you listen to the uh, show that I talk about the new American family with Christine and uh, the fact that she is a white woman and uh, she's married to an outstanding black man. And they have a couple of uh, great kids. One's in, uh, drama school the other one is uh in uh uh, about to be in junior high and he is a really good uh, hockey player and they and they are active in their communities as a matter of fact another episode that will be uh, that will be up on this podcast we're going to talk to christine and or Kristen and her uh uh, friend um leslie who is with the crisis hotline and the volunteer work that they do and that she does it is just remarkable that this family is as put together, and as loving as they are, even though they're scared to death of the atmosphere that's going on in this country right now. We need to fix it. We really do need to change um, who we are and how we're acting towards others, because the the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, and well, remember, I'm just talking to you, (laughs) you the person that's listening, we are all one. Now what do I mean by we are all one? Okay, let's start at the at the beginning. Let's talk about what Melody said in in her and, and what Neil Donald Walsh has said and what uh uh, uh Gary Zukov has said is that we are all one. We are all connected, we are all one species. We are not different from each other, we, even though we look different, we are the same. We have the same aspirations, we have the same desire for love we have the same desire to be part of a community and when we use hate division and fear to separate us into one group versus the other group versus the other group then that is um, um, a very short-sighted number one number two it's very un-american because we are a melting pot we all came from somewhere else, unless you're a uh, Native American. And even they, long, long, long ago, came from somewhere else. But everybody came from someplace else. Um, I'm German, French, Irish, uh, uh, English, um, part Indian. So I'm a melting pot of what America is. And so are people of color. There are not very many Af- African-Americans that can honestly say that they've, they're pure African-American blood from, that was brought over from slavery. It's a melting pot. We've, we've all got a lot of um, different characteristics and different uh, heritages in, in our background. But we are all one. And not only just Americans. We are all one worldwide. We are all human beings. There are 7 billion of us, and we are all the same in my humble opinion and if you have disagree with that then you need to look at the uh... Um, the energetic systems that we all operate under they're the same if you look at the dna we're all the same we're ninety nine percent of us are identical and so we should be treating each other with love and respect not division and hate so why does trump practice the politics of hate division and fear he does it because it works for him that's how he feels he won the 2016 election remember he lost the popular vote he lost the popular vote by three million votes he won three key states in the midwest by a total of sixty thousand votes and so he took their electoral college numbers and that put him over the top to become president now he did that because He was basing everything on the dissatisfaction that white America had with their lot in life. He talked about coal miners not being able to uh, continue doing what they had always done. He talked about people that had lost their jobs to overseas and uh, that they couldn't get the same job anymore because it no longer existed. It's been proven now that most of that happened because of automation. Some of it did go overseas, but a lot of it happened because they just didn't need the same number of workers. There was a time when GM and the other car manufacturers had assembly lines and they l- employed literally thousands of people. Well, automation has taken away a lot of that. So what he was doing was ba- was was bringing up this fear and... If you have fear that you're going to lose something, you have to have somebody to blame for it. Let me say that again. You have to have somebody to blame. So, he gave us somebody to blame, and they happen to be different than us. They're either Muslim if they come from a different country, or they are uh, uh, brown or black people, people that are different than us. People that don't have the same values per se that we do, or that they think. See, he 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 does a lot of things in stereotype, so he can't really. I I doubt really honestly that that Donald Trump really has met very many African Americans, very many Hispanic people. Let me tell you a story real quick, um, just to, just to give you an idea where I come from. In the eighties, Ronald Reagan. Um, approved legislation to help people become citizens of this country and uh and uh, uh it was an immigration policy that they changed well in that process i was the general manager of a of a mexican restaurant and uh in the in this particular case this is in seattle washington so a white guy was running a mexican restaurant i know it sounds like but it, it was true a white guy was running a mexican restaurant in 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 the and i had you know 50 or 60 or 70 people well when i went to the federal way location first of all understand something uh washing dishes in a mexican restaurant is a horrible job it's greasy it's messy and it is and so when i first got to the federal way location um we had three teenage kids that were washing dishes um on a saturday night and it wasn't very often that one of them wouldn't just walk off the shift because it was so disgusting it was so difficult well i had been a general manager of another location and we had what i called a mexican pipeline we had a group of kids or men actually one was a principal in mexico principal of an elementary school and he was a bus boy in redmond washington because he could make more money here than he could there as a principal think about that for just a second and so anyway um, when I went to the uh, uh, location in Federal Way they did not have this Mexican pipeline they did not have access to really good workers um, from from Mexico now now keep in mind that we followed we did the I-9 form and we followed all the procedures and they had to have ID and they had to and they had to show us and and so from our standpoint they were there legally because they had the documentation to prove it and so um i hired one to go work uh it, it, he was from um i forget which part of mexico but he he was uh an immigrant and he came in to apply and his english he could speak a little english not a great deal but a little bit and um so i hired him And I put him in the dishwasher in the in the dish pit, as we called it, with these two uh, teenage boys, one of which walked out, which was normal for a Saturday night, uh, walked out because it was just such a gross mess. Well, he finished up with that other guy. The next day he comes to work with a friend of his in tow who was also originally from Mexico. Um, we filled out the forms, we filled out all the information that he needed to, to, to prove that he was able to work legally in the United States. And, uh, then, so the two of them, he, he volunteered to train his buddy and they went into the dish pit with this one white kid, teenage boy from the local high school. At the end of the night, first of all, the dish pit looked better than it had ever looked at the end of a shift. They did a phenomenal job. And then they came to me and said, "Señor, how about you get rid of this white teenager who's not worth anything, and he and I will do the job that you're paying three people to do, and the two of us will do it, and um, just pay us a dollar more an hour." I said, "Now there's a deal." So the two of them decided they they they, they wash dishes. Um, and they did a phenomenal job I saved money because I wasn't paying three teenagers to come in and the kids didn't have the work ethic that these men did and they did just a phenomenal job for me and uh, and as a matter of fact that one guy that first guy he uh, uh, was going to go back to Mexico to see his family which he did on a regular basis because he would come here and they worked like crazy they'd work 80 hours a week one paycheck they would use to live on, the other paycheck they would send home uh, to support the family down in Mexico. So he decided that he was going to go visit his family, and, and so he came to me and said, Senor, I'm going to Mexico. And there was a, he was with another guy, and he said, by the way, this is Jose. I'm going to train him to do my job, and then when I come back, I'll come back here, and, uh, and he'll go to find another job. And as it turns out, when this individual came back two months later um, the other uh, individual had done such a really good job that uh, I kept him on and promoted the first guy to a, a prep cook on his way to becoming a line cook so that he could actually even make more per hour because these guys did they had a work ethic they worked really really hard these are the people that the president of the United States is demonizing these are the people that he is saying they're the other. They're invaders. They are, uh, in, in, it's an infestation of, these, of, of our country by these people, which is leading white supremacists to believe that it's okay for them to talk and to act and to, and, and to be this way. And in fact, to take it one step further and decide that they are going to martyr themselves for, quote-unquote, the cause of white supremacy and kill as many people as they can in support of what they believe, even though it's a really twisted mission that they're talking about, that's what they believe. And where does it all originate from? It's been in this country for a long, long time. It's, it's, it's been here ever since uh, slavery, uh, probably. But now... It's being sanctioned by the President of the United States because that's how he intends to win the next election, which is he, he's going to divide us. Hate, division, and fear. If he can divide us up and he can maintain his base, which apparently when he said that, uh, when he, said that he could go on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose a single vote, he was probably right. He've, he's got 35% of the country in his pocket. And they will follow him regardless. So it's up to the rest of us, the sixty-five percent that are left, to work together. And so what he's trying to do is divide us into subcategories. So that and and to and to uh, really, you see, he he was lucky. He had Hillary Clinton, who was a pretty divisive figure all by herself. And so what he's going to try and do is create this divisiveness between us and the candidates and he's going to declare, you watch he's going to work really hard at declaring the, the eventual um, nominee for the Democratic Party to be the other to be feared, to be hated, um, that they're not like she or he, whoever it may be isn't like us because that's what he does, that's how he manages to do what he does because he divides people he uses hate He uses fear. Now, is he a hateful guy? I don't know. I haven't met him. But I can tell you that he doesn't care much about people. He does things for his own good. And he doesn't care about the people that work for him. The people that bought when he was doing Trump University. uh, The people that, that bought paid tuition. He didn't care about any of that. He cares about himself. So, we as a people need to do a couple of things in my opinion as far as these uh as far as what's happening in the country today number 1 we've got to uh improve our background checks we've got to reinstate the uh um uh, assault weapons ban and there's something new that i just found out about that it's and it's uh looking at social media and trying to determine before it happens uh people that are bent towards violence and see it doesn't make any sense to me why somebody would walk into why they think it's a good idea to walk into a restaurant or a, a school or and, and just randomly shoot people i don't it just doesn't make any sense to me but that's that's how twisted these folks are and they get twisted by these chat rooms and by social media and so that needs to be looked at as well so I hope that uh, this conversation that you and I are having. If you've got anything that you'd like to uh, uh, say to me, you can always comment on this video in in Podbean, and uh, and follow me if you if you like uh, what we're talking about here, because it is important for us all to work together. Because remember, ultimately, we are all one, and we are all of the same stuff, the same material, the same energy. And we really do need to get past this, this hate-filled divisiveness that is uh, swirling around the country right now. And the best way to do that, number one, is to get out and vote, educate yourself, get out and vote, and let's put people in power that are willing to step up and to do the right thing. To, at this moment, it is uh, I still have not heard anything from Donald Trump other than a couple of tweets um mitch mcconnell and the republican leadership haven't heard a word from them haven't heard a word from the nra haven't heard anything from the only people that are speaking right now are uh democratic presidential candidates and they got their own agenda which is true um but i hope that uh we can all work together to to solve these problems and so just so we're clear if you know somebody Who appears to be a little off and has talked about hurting other people and they have access to weapons. It is your civic responsibility to make that clear to that person and also the authorities that that potential exists. I hope that you will do that. I hope that I have the courage to do that if I ran into somebody in my world that could do it because it's important. It's important for all of us as Americans, so that we don't have to live in fear, because that's where we are today. We are living in hate, negativity, and fear. So with that, I do hope that you have a wonderful day, a good week, and, and just remember, forever trust in who you are, and nothing else matters. We'll see you next time on My Independence Report.